Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Pretty good. My name... Smooth. Yeah. It's starting to roll off the tongue. My name is Koji. I... I'm a part-time laugher. Been doing a lot of laughing at the stand-up comedy festival, and full-time double booker. It would seem mm. these days. Mm. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's it's tough. I got I got a lot to do. Too many podcasts to juggle and like fun. And Not enough hours in the day. All that other stuff. And with me, as always is my good friend what nothing oh. go on i didn't say anything <laughs> i was waiting for you to introduce me with me as always is my good friend and uh something about knuckle tattoos <laughs> andrew patterson hello all anime episode yeah we should also yeah go ahead well yeah so i was gonna say that at the end of the last week's episode we said that we were gonna do satiricon and food fight and we will, but unfortunately, we got our schedules a little turned around, and so this was going to be the episode after that. Uh, we're doing, in this week's episode, all anime. This is some fan expo recommendations. Um, for the Hidden Gem, we're doing Tatami Galaxy, and for the You Gotta Love It, we are doing Garzi's Wing. Garzi's Wing, commonly held to be the worst anime of all time. It's made many lists. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, I'll just mention, because we didn't preface the last show with you know, these episodes, is that um, they're both TV shows or mini-series, I guess. TV shows is a far stretch because one is 11 episodes, the other one's three episodes, and each episode's about 20 to 30 minutes long. Um, so there is a bit of an investment there, you know, a couple movies worth of time, but I would say, check it out. We'll start with, uh, wait, check out both of them. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I mean, it's kind of like watching the room, not, not the movie. Oh room, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the room from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you want to see what a bad anime looks like, because usually you know, most animes are great or okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't even remember one that I was like, ah, ugh, you know? But yeah. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, sameness for me. I love anime and I'm glad that we did this episode because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I even really explored for like a new anime to watch. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of it that's just kind of like, blah to me i think was why i stopped the ones that i really liked seemed so unique and cool and then it was just sort of everything else i was like okay it's either a mecha anime or it's a a romantic anime or it's something to do with collecting things and the internet probably right you know um but both these are are, well at least atomic galaxy is a little bit more removed from all that yeah it's great it's a perfect example of why anime well, can be so great. And that's where we're going to start with uh, the hidden gem to Tommy Galaxy. For those of you who haven't seen this or heard of it, which I hadn't until somebody suggested it to us, yeah, it's sort of like Groundhog University career. And mm. by that I mean this guy kind of lives out his university days uh, and then at the end of it says, oh, I wish I had done it this way. And it kind of rewinds. Mm. And, and then the next episode he's... He's done it a different way. Now, in Japan, it's very customary to join clubs in university. That's how you meet people, you know. And we we have that to a certain extent here. But there, it's like a, you know, you belong to a club and that kind of helps define your character. Okay. Right? And so, the way the show is structured, each episode is him joining a club and his university experience because of that club. And then it rewinds to him starting again at university and joining the club now the one the 
main departure from something like Groundhog Day or um, Edge of Tomorrow is that he doesn't remember rewinding. Like there, are, there, there are, po- are bits and pieces where he's kind of like, wait a minute, have yeah. we had this conversation before? But it's more, it's or more. Did t- your prices go up? That right. was, I like that one. <laughs> it, it's more tongue in cheek and like just there's glimmers of it where it's for comedic purposes as opposed to like plot purposes. Yeah. But it's super interesting. Now, I watched all 11 episodes, and Andrew, you said you're on the fourth episode yeah. at this moment. And without giving anything away, because I know that we're notorious for spoilers, but I'm not going to spoil it for Andrew. You I know? appreciate that, because I'm really into it. I'm, I've no, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I have no problem spoiling it for you, but I'm not going to spoil it for Andrew. So, <laughs> so uh, without giving too much away, it, it does... Uh, in anime style, nothing is ever wrapped up in a neat bow, hmm. but I will say that it does wrap itself up. Which, one thing I like about anime versus pretty much it seems like anything that Western, uh, you know, anything produced in North America does is that they're fine telling a story in a single season. I made this argument about a lot of live action shows even where I'm just like, I wish they could just like not try to milk it for all it's worth. You know, a perfect example without going on too much of a tangent is breaking bad. I make this argument every time I thought that the premise for that show was brilliant. And I really liked the first season and the last season, but I feel like that could have just been a single, you know, like HBO does it, I guess they do those mini series. They do things like uh, the, you know, the night of, which was brilliant, but I just wish that there was, you know, I think we'll see more of it um, where they feel comfortable just telling a story and wrapping it up and not trying to leave it open-ended to be like, oh, we can make even more of this, you know? Um, and I feel like anime is like that almost constantly. And I don't know, there's probably other things behind it, like running out of money, but a lot of my favorite animes, they're like contained 26 episode, 22 episode, 10 episode series. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. It was great. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the more that I think about it now and like going back to watching it, I'm kind of like excited about it because I was really like, you know, it was like a fresh premise, especially to be told in that style. Like it's, it's pretty wacky. It's got a lot of, um, I don't even know, like the, the visual style that is like so erratic. Well, and the speak, the dialogue. It's like, so interesting that you mentioned that because again, without spoiling too much, they, they actually talk about the visuals later on in the show like there are they are erratic but there's a almost a reason for it yeah i'm sure there is i feel like again um i'm probably going to go on a lot of tangents about just anime in this episode but i feel like that's another thing that anime does really well that you don't see that often uh in western animation right. or even european animation where it's it's very purposeful i feel like there's a lot of Japanese things that are like that, but it's very like, you know, there's not a lot of extra, like every, you know, right. Chance, not, it, chances are that like they do something that, yeah, they do it f- for reals and it's fucking like, yeah, this sh- anyway, it's, it's wacky. It's colorful. It's super energetic. It's kind of hard to follow if you don't speak Japanese because he speaks the, the main character, the protagonist like speaks so fast that the subtitles are like, I've never read subtitles so fast. And it's almost like you can't see what's happening in the actual animation because you're reading so much. And there's a lot of dialogue. Like, Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's not even that, I mean, it is fast, but it's also that he says a lot at once. Yeah. But I will say that I became accustomed to it after two episodes, I'd say. Yeah. The first few times I had to kind of rewind a little bit just in case I missed something, but... After about two episodes, I was like on top of it. Yeah. So it's cool. The other thing is that <clears throat> when I was a teenager, there was stuff in anime that I would laugh at, like juvenile humor, where I'd be like, ah, that's funny. Or I get that. It's like a weird, probably because there's so much like tension, you know, there's mm-hmm. always like sexual tension and weird stuff with like, so when you're like, if you're like a 13, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old boy and you're watching like an anime where like the main characters are like also that age, there's like lots of stuff where you're like, ah, that's funny. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really like laughed at like a, an anime or even like a, an animation that isn't like a film, you know, like a Pixar movie or something Right. in a while. But I found myself laughing quite a bit at this, just like the situations and like, 
the way they're animated reminded me a lot of like the physical gag comedy that you would see in like, um, you know, Clone High, Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs, like with the moth, the repeated, yeah, when the yeah. moth lands on her and, and she, she like freaks, freaks out. out. Yeah. I was still laughing like the third time that happened. I was like, ah, that, it's, it's that animation good. gets me every time. It's good too because they don't, they, they don't really overdo it in, in that like there's some animes where everyone's emotive expressions are just like hyper. Yeah. And some of it, some of it is, I would say maybe not sophisticated isn't the right word, but like you almost have to really have been paying attention to understand why something's funny. You don't even need to particularly, like, I feel like you have a lot of insights into sort of maybe Japanese cultural, you know, like things that are, oh, this is why that might be funny, or this is why this is a certain way, or this is why that's significant. But there's like a lot of stuff in this show where you're just kind of like, ah, you know, it's very easy to understand what kind of character he is kind right. of right out of the gates. And then things that he does or says or the way he reacts to things are funny without it being a punchline, yeah. which I think is kind of the point. Like you'd be like, you could almost predict how he's going to respond to something. And it's like, and then when it happens, you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it. Love the cycling episode. It gets so weird. Saying. Eventually the, the, he starts talking to his dick and like <laughs> that. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. But it in like that's the opposite of what I just said, where you can see things coming. Didn't see that in, as in, a thing. That makes sense in a good way. But it's not well. No, his libido. I should say mm. he talks to his libido, and it's like um, portrayed by this this like American cowboy character who's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's in the intro. Yeah, <laughs> um, the cycling episode is funny just because of uh that's the other thing i think since each episode he's joining a different club it's like you almost have a friend that would have belonged to each club you know like right. i love bikes but i've got some friends that are super super into bikes josh is super into bikes you know lucas is pretty into bikes our friend tong super into bikes um so the cycling episode like at the start where he's talking about like he spends like two years Building the perfect building bike. the perfect bike, and it's like this. It looks like insane. It's got like the you know fucking. I can't even describe what it is. And he's like listing all the parts. Like in each episode, he assumes kind of like a different stereotype right. of like a person. Like oh, I'm in the film club, so he turns into this like the films that he makes are like stereotypical kind of like art film, film school, co- yeah. yeah film school. And then the bike one, it's like all he cares about is like shedding those extra like you know, grams of weight from his bike so that he can go faster. Right. And then that's also hilarious because his bike is just stolen immediately at the beginning of the episode. He spends like his entire life and all of his money building the perfect bike. And he's like, I locked it with like, you know, three locks that you would need like an industrial strength, like, um, like motorized, like device to like, and as he's saying that and walking away from the bike, a guy just walks up with those things and just steals it. Anyway, Um, But it's also interesting how, uh, although him being in the club is central to the episode, it's not the focus of the episode. And by that, I mean, like, even in the bike one. So he's obsessive about bikes, but then he gets his bike stolen. And then it's not even about bikes anymore. Yeah, it's always about, yeah. Well, it almost like the club gets out of the way almost immediately. It just functions. It's like he joins a club with these high hopes and these aspirations of what his life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And then immediately it's like, there's like, you know, there's like an allusion to like Icarus or like something he's just like, and you know, I was like a fool cause it didn't go that way at all. So right. you already know that it's kind of like a lost cause. And then it's just a bit like it functions as like a backdrop to like his downfall. Right, like he right. always is like, Oh, I'm going to do this because I have access to these things because of the club. And it like happens in the same way. It's, it's funny. I like that there's like the repetition, but it's like different right. each time. It's it, great. And it should also be mentioned that each character in the show is the same on every episode. Um, their roles in, in the episodes are, diff- are different, but like the cast of the show is the same. So there's always his like kind of evil sidekick buddy and frenemy type yeah. thing. I still um, don't, th- the episodes that I'm in, I'm like, I still don't really know what to make of him. The like weird Ozu. master character with the big the chin. The crazy chin, yeah. Um, so you saw this film school one? Yeah. Okay, well, so what's interesting is later on, it's it almost seems as if all the other characters know what's up. 
it's hard to explain, but at one point the uh, the the big chin guy is like, you know, I'm leaving town or something. And they're like, well, how are you going to get to where you're going? Where, like, how are you going to pay for this? And they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, I won all that money on the bike race. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> right? Okay. So yeah. It, it, in, it, in typical uh, anime fashion, it kind of like plays with your mind a little. Yeah. I feel like anime more than any other sort of medium tends to like acknowledge that it's an anime or like it breaks the boundaries breaks the what is it the fourth wall i always forget yeah, fourth wall but like like deadpool you know like mm-hmm. it's like a not so much as acknowledging the audience but acknowledging itself as like being an anime and it can be in a case like in this where it's kind of comical or it can be in a case like what happened to ava like neon genesis evangelion where right. it completely goes off the rails but then like the more you research it or the more you know about like the people making that show and the creator of that show it ends up being kind of like a almost like a fuck you to (laughs) to all of the uh i won't say the entire audience but people that are watching it yeah um but yeah it's great i enjoy the music the credit music so fucking anime i was just about to mention that because it's done by one of my favorite japanese bands who also does some intro music for other animes. So the band's called uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation. Okay. And our our last anime episode that we did, right? Because we did one before, I think. Or it was an animated episode. And, I, or somebody, we recommended it or something. Because I remember ending the episode with a song from an anime. Okay. Uh, and it was Asian Kung Fu Generation. It was their intro to Naruto. Hmm. But yeah, the credit music is amazing. And the credits themselves, too. They end up, what's happening on the screen is brilliant. Well, just wait. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because it'll make even more sense. It seems so significant, even already watching it. I'm like, uh. Yeah. <sighs> Anime's so good. Why? How come? I mean, I, eh, I wish like there was more people doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> I wish this stuff flew. Apparently... Here. Apparently, Asian Kung Fu Generation also did an intro to Full Metal Alchemist. Hmm. I'm not sure which which Full Metal Alchemist, but but like, how come we can only have kids shows, Adult Swim, or like where are animated all the serious comic cartoons? movies? Yeah, like like okay, yeah, Justice League movies, Marvel movies, you know, like straight to DVD releases. Great. Why right. how like? I don't know. Why why not just like dramatized? Yeah. But like so kind sweet. of kind of weird um well cuz you can the, the whole thing is you can do things with animation that you can't do with live action, right? And Yeah, like, yeah. Of course. Uh I don't know. I just you know, used as like a, a storytelling medium instead of thought of as just like a children's thing or kind of like a juvenile thing mm-hmm. or a family thing. But again, that's just another reason to love anime. They've, uh, they, they got it. They're making it happen. Uh, what's, shall we move on? Sure. I think now's a good time to transition into our other anime, mm-hmm. Garzi's Wing. Now, uh, if I recall correctly, I was reading online that, uh, this film was done by the guys who did Gundam. Which Gundam? There's so many. Uh, one of the original ones, obviously. Original Gundam? Yeah. So you'd think like, okay, so they went from Gundam to, um, uh, you know, to the next project. It's Gundam was wildly successful. This is probably going to be, you know, as epic or not, not maybe not as epic, but like still epic in some way, shape or form. Right. And it's not. So the, well, before we get into that, this anime is about a kid who... Can you tell me what it's about? Yeah. Tell me what it's about, Koji. So it's about this kid who... Uh, is he a kid, though? Well, he just graduated university, I want to say. Or okay. is in university something. And sure. He, and he's... You know, it's summer vacation or something. And he's driving back home to... His, Do something. His parents or whatever. <laughs> and he has this weird reaction with this ancestral... Uh, piece of jewelry that he has and his proximity to a temple 
and he somehow has this out of body experience where like he's transported into this world where he is now the savior of the world. Think think like never li- ending story. Yeah, never ending story. Li- <laughs> lion witch in a wardrobe. Yeah, that type of stuff where it's just like an everyday kid plucked out. Um, you know, a kid in King Arthur's court. Whatever, you, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, you know, plucked out of his regular life. Although usually they're like nerds or losers, but in this case he was like pretty cool guy apparently. Yeah, cool guy that like ignores his girlfriend and drives a motorcycle and practices archery and like kendo and uh right. You know, he's really muscular and stuff. Uh he's like almost naked all the time. Has an out of body experience and then is transported into this like prehistoric world where there's, you know, almost dinosaur-like things. Yeah. And a war going on <clears throat> between the good guy rebels and like imperial forces. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. Now, what's interesting, uh, and one of the things I liked about this anime was that although he's transported into this other dimension or whatever it is, he, he, he still inhabits his everyday body. So he exists both in this like, fantasy world where he's trying to you know save the rebels and exists as himself you know on summer vacation with hanging out with his friends in the real world and it kind of reminded me of now bear with me here have you ever seen the ytv show the audit yeah the odyssey yeah kind of reminded me of the odyssey where it's like this kid who <laughs> right who like lives his everyday life kind of hanging out whatever but also lives in this strange world where everyone he knows is like i, I don't know it was like post-apocalyptic or yeah, something i can't really remember it. i just remember feeling kind of creeped out every time i watched it oh yeah i i recently well semi-recently watched the whole thing from beginning to end in university so it was still quite a few years ago <laughs> but m- more recent than the show was been on air and a ryan reynolds is on it and B, it doesn't end cleanly. Like, it ends on a cliffhanger, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, to this day, the show kind of makes me uncomfortable. But that's kind of why I want to watch it. Because mm. it's, like, weird. Anyways, that I like that aspect of it. The, problem, also, the execution... I also like that aspect of it. The execution was just bad. It's also weird how he was talking to himself. Well... Not in a bad way. Yeah. But, like, just, like, the way they handled that, uh, where he would just be, like... As a viewer, is confu- I mean, there's a lot of confusing elements, e- confusing sure. elements because of the execution. But like, it was definitely like the, he would just get up, and it was like the same voice actor talking. One of them was kind of echoey, but like, yeah. it wasn't immediately clear that he was in both places. I was just like, oh fuck, did he just like wake up? And right. he's just like back because like they didn't really ex- they didn't even try to explain that at all. So you're just kind of like, wait, what? What the? What's happening? He was just on a raft. In like drowning in the water and literally the next shot is him just like parking his bike like it's daytime it's like a completely other setting than the last time you saw him in like current era or whatever anyway sorry go on execution um so my only problem with that is they didn't execute it properly so as andrew mentioned he talks to himself his you know, for lack of a better term, everyday body talks to the fantasy around body yeah. and kind of helps him out. But I, like, it could be just him in his head too. Like that. It's not clear that he's not just thinking. Sure. You know, yeah. well, later on, he like goes into like a coma like state in the regular like meditating world or something. And uh, his girlfriend's there who immediately accepts it for no reason. She's just like, Oh, take my energy! You like you need my help to to help fight this war in this other world. But like, no, he doesn't even explain it to her. <laughs> She's just like there helping him. But okay, so it was poorly executed. What I really wanted them to do, because there's points where he's talking about like, oh, make a gun, use gunpowder. You know, this is how you make gunpowder. And and then his like fantasy world self's like, well, we don't have these tools. We don't have this. And I would I like. It would have been really cool if his normal world self was like at the library looking up stuff, trying to like help him in that other world, yeah. like figure out technologies and stuff. And it, it does get to a point where they build strategies 
So that's another thing that I liked about it. It's, they have this uh, exploding powder. Gada. Yeah. And then he comes up with the idea to tip, uh, yeah. put the tip of his arrow in the powder. But and then, first, he has to rub it in the gooey, oily spot between the shoulder blades of that tiny fairy creature yes. woman that's flying around with him, which is very uncomfortable and weird scene. That's like high frame rate animation in a very limited, like yeah, yeah. it's just very out of place and made me immediately uncomfortable. But anyway, and then he covers it in that gunpowder dust. Yeah. yeah. And then shoots it and it explodes. Yeah. Right. And then from there, he's like, okay, I got some other ideas. What they do is then they start, uh, they put that like dust in water and they soak ropes in the dust and like put like a little bomb package at the end of the rope. So they make fuses and bombs out of this powder. Yeah. And then he starts like... Logistically, though, you'd think in a world where there's people that have like forged forged armor mm -hmm. that like they would be like, oh, this is this explosive stuff, but they don't do anything with it other than put it in bags and throw it. You'd think that they would have like thought of this stuff already. Right. Like it doesn't... Anyway, I know that's neither here nor there. It's just sort of like you're like, okay. He, he does introduce some like more advanced strategy later on. Mm. And they even talk about making guns. Mm. Uh, and so he does kind of use his regular body to communicate with himself, but it's just not done clearly and not done enough to make it like, oh, this is a cool element. Yeah. You know, it's a, it was a good idea, but they just did like everything else in this anime, a lot of good ideas that just aren't executed properly. Yeah. Like for instance, <clears throat> the whole first episode, he's transported into the middle of the uprising I could not help, but the entire time I was watching the first episode, imagine the entire first episode stretched out over like eight episodes with like, you know, better animation, what have you, but like yeah. that being awesome because it's like conceptually, like the idea of him aside from the whole, even if there wasn't the whole split soul thing, yeah, like being dropped in the middle not that that hasn't been done before but being dropped in the middle of like this medieval uprising and there's like people just like dropping all around you there's like shit exploding there are those giant fucking like godzilla horned monsters right um which i'll come back to in a sec that are like everywhere and he's just like what the fuck what the fuck is what is what's going on right now yeah and like it's so um Every time you see that group that he's traveling with, they're in like a new location. And each one of those things could have been, you know, again, I know there's so many other factors that involve probably like money, things like that. But like each one of those could have been an episode, like yeah. episode three, like the river. And it's like them trying to get through the river where there are those giant fucking beetles and there's people running them down on horses and like right. them figuring out everything just it. happens so quickly. But it, ha yeah, like it literally is like you see that for like a minute and a half and then it cuts to like, the king or something for like one conversation it cuts back and now they're like on these cliffs or something and you're just like what the fuck can we talk about why everyone hates the fairy they're just like ah yeah fucking no good fairy there's like some sort of like prejudice there that they don't explain enough there's no history behind it but it's just like now you've only seen the first episode i've seen three yeah. and all they explain is like oh yeah they're mischievous or something usually other fairies are just assholes but like because this one got caught up in your necklace and pulled through the dimensional whatever like it's nice <laughs> like that's but it. they still hate it so that was like a that was like a good kind of like a 50 50 thing like something that i liked about it again had it been done properly it's kind of funny because I was talking earlier about how I like that anime is like can be concise and tell a story over like one season or like a limited amount of episodes. But this was only three episodes, right? Yeah. And I feel like the first episode could have been a whole season where it's well, like him just like coming to like know these people that he's with, you know, he, and like here's learn. a crazy thing that you didn't get this far, but is another thing that I liked. At the end of the first episode, he uses his like Garzi's wing ability, which is like the, yeah, to the cause biggest that crazy deal. rock slide or whatever. And all he does, all it does, is like make him fly, basically. Yeah. Like he grows wings out of the bottom of his shoes, and he can fly around. Yeah, it's like he's like Hermes. Yeah, and he can, but he can barely control it, and yeah. that's apparently like the the thing that's going to sway the entire world, like the battle for this world, is his ability to fly, which is like crazy to me. Yeah, but whatever. So he uses his ability to save that girl, right? Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. The yeah. priestess. Yeah. Uh, and 
Oh yeah, and then he like slices that guy's like crown off or whatever. And whatever. So you're like, oh, okay, so he's got the special ability. He's like a special warrior. But what I liked is in the second episode, they get into the middle of this giant battle. Like they're ambushed. People are dying left, right, and center. And he's like, okay, like my entire squadron of guys is getting fucked up. <laughs> I need to like get my ability on to save them. <laughs> like he, he doesn't say he that. He needs to get his Garzi on. Yeah, he doesn't say that, but you, you can like the, the priest priestess is like chanting hard being like okay if ever there was a time like we need you now yeah and he's like running in a battle with his sword ready he's like okay i'm gonna save him and it just doesn't doesn't work like he can't get it to go or whatever like because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know performance issues he doesn't know how the power works yeah he doesn't you know and just people just get slaughtered and mm-hmm. i'm like whoa you do not see that coming because of the way the first episode is structured, it's very much like a traditional anim- anime where like when it just seems like they, they're about to lose, he like gets his, his power and it's like saves everybody and not really the case in episode two. Well, so there are two other things I liked. One of the things I liked, even though it was so brief, mm-hmm. again, I wish there was more time. I actually, a lot of stuff in the show I thought was like pretty lame in terms of from a design perspective, Mm -hmm. or at least not, not lame, but just like not imaginative. But I did really like the creature designs, except for those like fly, those like air, they look exactly like Aerodactyls from Pokemon. Okay. Like exactly. Like at first you're like, maybe that's a Pterodactyl, but it's like that grayish purple and it's got like the rounded note. Like it's as if, I don't know what came first because I don't know what year this was. Pokemon's been around for what, like two decades now or something? Sure. This seems like it came first because it's... Yeah. It's as if Pokemon was just like, ooh, that's going to be like, we yeah. have 149. Let's just grab something that nobody has seen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, with the exception of those, it was pretty cool. Like I, like when they're in the river with like the long grass, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, and those guys are like, oh, they'll be finished between the those like giant leech things and those other creatures yeah. that have some name, but you don't know what that is yet. And they come out and they're like those giant, like the front half looks kind of like a spider and a lobster and the back half looks like a giant, like scarab beetle or something with all those colors, but they're fucking huge. Right. And, I, you know, again, it's nothing that's like groundbreaking, but I was like, oh, cool. Like, like I said, like it was, it reminded me of like, it's almost as if, you know, in the lost world when they're all after the trailers, like they, everybody gets there in the lost world. They all land on the Island, like the hunters and the main, you know, the scientists, but then shit hits the fan in like the first, first act and their sides are both decimated and they team up. And the rest of them is like, it's like a journey through the Island and and the Island is like broken into different parts. Like there's the part where they're going through the forest and the T-Rex comes after them. There's the part where they're like, down by the beach and then they're going in the grasslands and they get to the tall grass and there's the whole raptor scene with the guys like stay out of the long grass and then like the fucking tails and they all just get picked off and it's amazing um it's kind of like that that's like what the first episode reminded me of but again i wanted to see it drawn out like that whole in that part where they're in the river that happens in like three minutes of the episode there's an army chasing them mounted on horseback the army is going into the like water they start getting attacked by the monsters the people are like trying to figure out some sort of plan of action and then these like giant beetle things come up and start attacking them and like there's so much happening and it just happens so quickly that i would have liked to see that kind of like okay they're making camp maybe because it seems like it takes place over a fairly you know it's not all happening in like an afternoon right but it's sort of like okay this is what we have to do we have to go through this river and like we know that there's the bad shit in there but it's our only choice you know just that kind of thing so but i did like those brief it kind of just reminded me of like old anime i was like oh cool like the it's like everything is a cross between like almost like a dinosaur and an insect but kind of almost mecha like that things have just armor right if it doesn't really make sense like organic armor and you're just like oh cool um and the other thing that i really liked yeah yeah that i think was legitimately good and it's this goes back to this brings the conversation back to anime in general the sound like as we're you know we were talking about like how intentional like when the the anime seems to be yeah like i feel like cartoons like western cartoons they have music and sound effects like kooky sound effects and dialogue and that's it but like the attention to like sound design and even the shittiest anime like even in this anime 
like is insane. <laughs> There's no like, okay, we're going to make this noise for horse hooves. Like it's yeah. fucking sounds, even though it doesn't even connect with what's on screen. Cause what's on screen is like poorly done or poorly executed. Yeah. It sounds like, like the horse hooves or they're going through like the grass and the water, like all the sound effect and like the sound design is, was like crazy. I don't know if you noticed during watching this, but I kept noticing. I was like it, there's such a disconnect. Like what's happening is so bad. The dialogue, which we haven't even talked about that, like the dubbing is the worst I've ever heard. It like overlaps. It's <laughs> well, fucking crazy. That leads me to one thing that I loved about this, but is it the, is it the dialogue? Not, not <laughs> the in dubbing, a, not in a good way. Yeah. Well, that, but especially the conversation where he first realizes that he's in two places at once. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is me talking to me, basically. This is what he says. But then, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'll bring it back to the actual dialogue. And his, the one guy's like, I don't understand. And then this is, this is the actual dialogue. He's like, I don't understand. And he's like, I'm not joking. And the other guy's like, what do you mean this is me? And, and the other guy's like, yeah. I'm I'm in the other whatever I'm in I'm in this world I'm not joking he just keeps saying I'm not joking over and over again as if that's the way to convince his other out of body person that he's you know I I uh, full disclosure about eight minutes in I turned off the English turned the Japanese back on and watched it just with subtitles yeah so that I could make it through the episode because honestly it was so bad like it's it's like it's it's like comical like you think that it's almost intentionally bad like that's how bad it is like things kind of cut each other off or like overlap and like the emphasis is on the wrong parts of the sentence you know that they you know um well so that was terrible but the sound effects though dubbing is almost never good that's true, but this is especially this bad, is yeah. especially bad. But yeah, there's like you know, it always makes me. It goes back to like Neon Genesis, which is like one of my favorite animes, and like you can always. It's not the only anime that does this, but like cicadas, you know, that's like a such an anime thing in my head. Like every anime has a scene where people are outside, and it's like they're in a park or in a forest mm-hmm. or in a field. And it will have a shot of like where there's no character in the scene. It's just like a field or something, you know, and there's power lines. And then you just hear that like, bee, 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 like the like cicada noise or like the buzzing. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is totally an anime. It's almost like it's not anime if it doesn't have that. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not joking when I say that. I think that that's cool. Like, like that's just one example. But they just seem to like really they're like whoever's job it is to do that they're not just like all right we'll put some like foley sound effects in there some fart noises and a fucking and you know 23 skidoo we're fucking (laughs) done we're good yeah that's sweet and like the emphasis is on like over the top voice acting you know like spongebob or something right it's like an anime there's like these subtleties where they're like okay this scene these people are going to be like going through this forest and i want it to sound like they're walking on you know this like PD forest floor, you know, with like leaves crunching, maybe a little bit of leaves, you know, yeah. and you could hear like their armor clinking, you know, and like the, the swish of their clothes. And then I want to have like these cicadas in the background. And then, you know, maybe there's like a deer that we don't see. Yeah. There's no animation, but you hear it like jumping through the underbrush and you're just like, that's like what I picture the guy, like he's wearing sunglasses or something inside. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. And then they just fucking nail it. So like, even in this, even in this terrible, terrible anime i just found myself being like fuck the sound is pretty good the explosion like the armor and the sword fighting and stuff and like the so i mean it had that going that's like a pretty small thing that's not enough to carry it by any stretch but like it just reminded me again it's sort of like when i find something that's terrible that we watch the things that i like about it it's usually me thinking about other things that i like you know right so it just reminded me of other animes that i want to like go back and be like oh i want to like watch rewatch that because it was so atmospheric you know absolutely well i don't really have much more to say on this except yeah fuck uh that. i mean you can watch it if you want it's almost like the anime version of that poorly dubbed Japanese video game where it's just like all your base are belong to us. Mm. You know? Yeah. Someone set us up the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) And so on. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is kind of like the anime version of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we, 
I'll be honest. I think we found more things we liked about this compared to how bad it was, as opposed to a lot of the other stuff that we look at that it may not even be as bad as this. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if that was clear, but as bad as this was, we found way more things to like about it than things that are less bad. Yeah. Which is It's almost weird. like we had to try harder. Maybe. Maybe. But oh, I, I think that there, in my mind, there's more of a redeeming quality to anime in yeah. general. True. Because, well, Japanese anime anyway, they're not afraid to take chances. Yeah. And like do some weird out there stuff. And it, like we... Ooh, excuse me. Whoa. Boom. You're going to edit edit that out in post. <laughs> edit that yawn out in post. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, you know, and for as for all of the horrible execution in this, somewhere in there, I can see an idea that somebody had that was like, it's like, oh, this is going to be sweet, right? Um, but yeah, mostly I'm just going to go finish watching Tatami Galaxy because, yeah, oh I yeah, I mean, like it, I need to wash the taste of Garzy's wing. It's got a bit of a coherence vibe to it, especially later on, but not in not in a creepy way, more in like a Whoa, ran away. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have any suggestions, further anime suggestions, I am so open to it because I feel like when I was in school still, uh, animation, I went to school for animation. I don't know if that's come up before in, th- in this podcast, but uh, watched a lot more anime and was just around it more, you know, just around animation and people be like, hand you like an external drive and they're like, yo, you got to watch this serious and then just being like fuck this animation is incredible look at the detail um the effects are crazy um and since then it just kind of fallen off because like i own like neon genesis cowboy bebop across plus samurai champ like very like few anime and it's like kind of the same director or the same studio right and i'll re-watch those but outside of that it's almost like i don't really know where to turn because there's so much now that it's like proven to be bankable you know like mm-hmm. when i was a kid there was when we were both kids there's much less there's like dragon ball pokemon and ninja then there's scroll. you kind of had to dig de- yeah ninja scroll but like that wasn't even you had to like dig deeper it was on like late night you know teletoon or something but now it's like netflix i feel like every fucking week even though they don't add things as yeah. f- that frequently it's like there's like 18 new series where i'm just like holy shit like i have no idea where to start i really Speaking of Netflix, well, you know what? This this wasn't going to be my, my recommendation, but let's get into the recommendations. Speaking of Netflix, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, and everyone knows Attack on Titan, mm. which is great. You should check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, and another big one on Netflix, and I feel like a lot of people know it, but I'm just going to say it anyways, is Sword Art Online. Yeah, I haven't watched. I love it. The Sword first season, especially, loved it. Loved it. And I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast because um, I love how the show, very much like uh, Profit, jumps around. You know, it, it sections out of, a, uh, out of a longer journey. So, you know, okay. the first episode is day one. Right. Second you episode admit, yeah, is like yeah, yeah. day 30. And so forth. And I, I know that I've said this before on the podcast, and I might have even recommend, recommended this, but because this is the anime episode, I will say check that out because it is phenomenal. And it, it, there's no wasted time in it. Later, as the show goes on, the seasons are kind of like, nah, but you know, for now, no wasted time. Uh, I'm going to recommend something that I actually haven't watched in a long time, but was pretty into when it came out. And to be honest, I don't really remember a ton about it. I just remember liking it. So it's kind of weird to recommend it, but Mm -hmm. it's called Ergo Proxy. Did you ever see Ergo Proxy? No. Uh, I'm actually just looking up right now to see when it came out because I don't even remember. Yeah, it originally came out uh, February of 2006. So, wow. So it's like 10 years old. But it's kind of like a dystopian future post-apocalyptic science fiction series um 
that involves a lot of elements that we've seen a billion times before humans and robots coexisting and sort of, you know, the sort of like Asimov's lot, like just the whole, like, Oh, like what is human? What is machine? That kind of shit. Right. But as with many animes, <laughs> like w- once again, use the example from the Genesis. I remember like a third or half of the way through the series, it fucking completely goes off the rails. At least it did for me, not in a way that I didn't like, like I watched the whole series, but I was just like, and it's one season only, but it was like, it starts as like, uh, kind of like a, this main girl is like a blade runner for lack of a better term. Sure. She is like investigating murders that are com- being committed by robots. Mm-hmm. And then it just fucking gets so weird and crazy. But at least in the first, uh, the production is pretty good throughout, but it was another one of those things where the first couple episodes in particular, they like spent a lot of the money on, like it was like very front end heavy. Right. And the animation is gorgeous. Like it was like one of the first anime I saw where, um, you know, anime is typically very flat, uh, like two tone cell shading style. Sure. Like somebody will be like, like, here's their face. This is their eyes. This was like the first I remember seeing in like any type of animation where the main character, she always has this like blue eyeshadow that's kind of like a gradient out. And they used like, obviously it's digital, but they used a lot of like color in a way that I hadn't really seen been used before. Like they didn't like restrict themselves to like, there'd be like overlays of like shadow and stuff and like, you know, sun dappling and weird stuff that was just like, I was like, Oh, it just added sort of that extra depth. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. So, I mean, I might watch it now and be like, fuck, I can't believe that I was into this, but yeah, I, uh, I liked it a lot. So check it out. Ergo proxy. Yeah. I would definitely say, uh, my experience has always been that it's it's hard for me to find an anime that I don't like. You know? Yeah. I can find some sort of redeemable quality. There's animes that I'm I'm indifferent to. Sure. But there, it's hard for me to find ones I don't like. Aside from the obvious that are more sort of... That's oh. like a screen. That's like the quality of the animation. Oh, yeah. There's like... D- cool. D- like atmosphere... Or not atmosphere, focus. Like depth. Depth of field and yeah. stuff they use and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I'm not really one for, for Pokemon or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or any of that sort of thing. Sure. But like... Even, even elements of Dragon Ball. I was like, uh I mean, I have all of the original Japanese manga like the books the hard copies of the original oh, that's crazy the original dragon ball series what's cool is all the spines when you put them all together like in a row all the spines make a a giant picture of like all the characters running beside the dragon and all the dragon balls that's cool yeah it's so cool um but yeah i mean i don't know it's it's hard for me to find one that I don't like so long as it's not one of those like more bubblegum after school type animes. Anyhow, I think it's time to talk about the next episode. Uh, and as I mentioned at the front of the episode, it's going to be Satyricon. Fellini Satyricon. And Charlie food Sheen's fight. Food Fight. It's not yeah. Charlie Sheen's, but he's in it. Or so I'm told. Yeah. Okay, so... Sorry about the mix-up, guys, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Are you going to queue up a song? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Make it a surprise. Let's not even tell them. We'll just pick a song. Bah! Going to do it. All right. Take it easy.
忘れない傷をつけ